those symbols. Is that what we're going with it? I think it's the one that comes out the most naturally. And like, it's August it now. Good. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, gender nondescript. Mm-hmm. So ghosts and ghouls. Yeah, we love it. It's great. Ghosts and ghouls. Um, That's and like, I love true crime, but I feel like we're just more spooky people than like, you know. Plus, murderinos already exist, as so does weirdos. So it's like, I can't really... I mean, who's to say the people that get killed in true crime cases aren't ghosts themselves? Like, You, you never know. I guess we'll never know. You know what? Speaking of ghosts, you actually like set up like <laughs> my, you segue because oh Jesus, I dropped you. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, apparently, because okay, yesterday me and Josh were watching the OG Space Jam. Nice. Um, because like yeah, because I've heard all bad things about the new one, and then like I really couldn't remember the first movie because. I think Cameron used to watch it all the time, and so I would get bored of it. And I did, so I went like over ten years with being like, I will not watch it because I watched it too many times. And so we watched it, and then also I made a note of like Lola Bunny's boobs are small in the first one already. <laughs> like it looks like they didn't change anything except the outfit she's wearing. Um. So yeah. Uh, but when we were done with that and we were going to go walk Ollie for his last walk, I noticed that one of the cords on the ceiling fan was full pendulum-y. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And What's so the, fan? the fan's on, but look at the, here, I'll show you. The fan's on now. Why can't I like flip my phone? Nope. This one. Okay. Like, it's doing now, but look, the strings are, like, barely moving. Yeah. But the one closest to you was full circles. It's starting to do it now. Now that you're talking about it, it's like it's my time. Yeah, but also, because, like, yeah, look, it's doing it now, and it's just that one. True. And, um, so I full-on yelled at my bedroom and ceiling fan that I would sage the bitch if it tried to do anything and I also said if you're not my grandmother or my uncle Corey get the fuck out because I was like maybe it's them because I was watching Space Jam and Looney Tunes so it could have been but then apparently Josh had a demon dream last night so now I've got to smoke shit yeah, but now it's time to sage the bitch. Yeah, especially considering what? the dream he had. Like, fuck you, whoever's here. What happened? So apparently we were driving in the desert and we had taken the baby, which is Ollie, the dog. Ollie. Um, yeah. But at some point, I guess we lost Ollie. And so we were looking for him and we thought we found him. And so we ran up to him. And as we were running up to him, he became like... He, like, started to, we started to, he started to, like, bulge and transform into this, like, grotesque hell dog. And then Ollie, the real Ollie, was, like, behind this dog. And we had to, like, run away from it. So, like, we actually had to, like, run away from Ollie as well. And I'm like, no, no, fuck whoever's in here. That's so mean. You don't get to mess with, one, my fiancé, and two, my dog. Like, no. Right, both of the definite no's. Like, you can't do that. Mm-mm. Definitely time to save the bitch, yeah. For sure. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think I've brought anything in recently that I didn't already... Like, I bought stuff from Dollar Tree because, like, it's fucking fall, okay? Screw everything. I'm gonna buy fall <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um, uh, but, my sister from yesterday said August isn't real, and I stand by that. Who said it? My cup from yesterday. Oh. <laughs> we write little messages on our cups every day. Yeah. But yeah, on a related side note, uh, we're pretty sure our house is haunted, and I straight up had to text Danny and be like, did you let us move into a haunted house? And he said, no, why? What's going on? And I was like, well... 
we, both mom and I, have thought we have seen people in Theo's room when there is no one. And there's also nothing in his room to look like a person. Yeah. And the cats continue to sit at the base of the hallway by the living room and just stare down the hallway. Ugh, plus I hate nothing in there. I hate your hallway anyway because it's like really long. Mm-hmm. And he was he was like h- hanging out, just sitting on my chest the other night. And then he like stops and gets up and sits at the end of my bed and just looks out into the hallway. And I'm like, no, we're closing the door and we're just gonna like stay in here. It might be time for you guys to also sage the bitch. We have we have saged the bitch after those events. We're like we're not dealing with this anymore. No. But we're thinking it's the hall closet that's right next to Dan's room because that's where our boxes of memories are. Like all of the old pictures and Uncle Don stuff and all that. Yeah, I mean, it could just be like Uncle Don walking around, I guess. But I don't know, like, I haven't soup. You know, I've been kind of like looking at my mirror. And like, I don't know why, but like in the last few weeks, the mirror has felt different. If you know what I'm talking about, where it's like, because mm-hmm. my mirror points at nothing that could like create a portal for it, um, but it's just like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't like it. So I might have to like look up something about cleansing a mirror. I know you can lock a mirror, but I'm just like, I don't know. You need to cleanse and then lock it. Yeah. And Sage. And I was like, I also have Palo Santo, so, like, you're gonna go away. <laughs> you have no choice. Yeah. Um. Well, that has pretty much nothing to do with this episode. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's some spooky stuff that we have going on, so have, you know? Yeah. Just a fun little tangent from us. From yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, in terms of this episode... It is still summer, even though in my house it is not. Um, no, we don't really think about the fact that it is still summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ella texted me, I think, a month ago and was like, you know what? Summer's over. It's it's fucking fall. It's yeah, Halloween it's fall. or something like that. Um, and then I full on was like asking Josh, how early is too early to decorate? To which he pointed to the ceiling and said, fuck summer. We love fall. And so it was like, you can do it anytime you want. And so yes. I have started. <laughs> um, we love that. Yeah. Oh my Honestly. And I told him, I was like, honestly, I love you for this, but you might be enabling me because I might just do the minute it becomes summer i'm like no it's not and it is just automatically fall and i'm like so (laughs) i don't know who's helping me here because you're definitely just gonna make me you're gonna allow me to just decorate whenever the fuck i feels like it (sighs) so like six months of fall i'm not the person to do that no plus i decide i discovered that i get sad in the summer the way that people get sad in winter and it's because I have to close my fucking blinds because it's too goddamn hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hate it. I hate it. I hate all of it. It's also hot. Fuck all of it. Okay. But getting back onto it, it's still fucking summer to the rest of the world. And one of the biggest things that happens in the summer, but maybe not this summer or last summer, is summer camps and camping. And, and just hang out in trees and woods. And, like, Ella texted me when we were, because we were trying to make sure we didn't get the same stories. And she was like, I got this one. And the reason that we will never go camping again. And I was, like, telling Josh, I was like, yeah, I've been reading all of these things. And some of them aren't paranormal or, like, creepy, but they're scary. And I just, I'm like, it confirms that I should not be in trees. Yeah. Like, I found I found stories of people who, like, got lost in the woods and had to sleep there overnight and, like, shit they saw, which I, these are things I did not include, but, like, it being, like, pitch black and being able to hear things move around you and just being like, I have to sleep here because I couldn't figure out how to get out before it got dark. 
And like that is I my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, nope. That is my literal worst nightmare. Um I've heard of people getting um like seeing things like lean into their tents and it being either moose, deer, wolves, bears, bears cows. Nice. One of them was. I mean, if I had to, if I would be terrified going out and looking, and then I saw a cow, I'd be like, "Hey, buddy, (laughs) I'm so happy to see you, even though you're not a woodland creature. (laughs) Are you? Are you you a god? (laughs) Just random cow could be could be a god. I don't know. (laughs) I'd accept that. Absolutely. But, you know, like in all of the ones with the animals, it seems like it's never been a big issue. It's like people have like walked super close to a bear without realizing it. Or there was a pack of wolves sniffing things and like nothing got nobody got hurt and they just stayed in their tent. So like that seems like the worst of the scenarios. But I'm yeah. curious. Uh, what? If all else, just stay in your tent. Yeah. It's like the safest place to be. Honestly. So, yeah, um, I'm curious to hear your stories. Want me to go first? I can go first if you. I have probably more, so. Yeah, I have one long one, and that might be the only thing I'm able to get through. Okay. Uh, Because, like, I have ones that are sometimes under. like, there's, I have one, and then there was a comment underneath it, so I also included the comment. But oh, this it. one's, this one's a shorter one, so I can go with this one. Sure, you can start if you want to. We'll just switch off. So this story comes from Deleted, and it says, I was camping alone at a nearby lake in my late teens. I hate all of this. I'm sorry. Oh, lake. Late teens. All bad. All bad. No, I just, honestly, the amount of stories I have and, like, like that I will read and that I just saw of people having bad situations when they camp near a lake, I feel validated. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, lakes are bad. Ideas. Yeah, lakes are bad. You shouldn't be there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't argue with you on that one. No. Okay, so I'd basically bushwhacked to a remote part of the woods, also bad. Just there off the sh- you bushwhacked, you didn't even take a trail, motherfucker. Yeah, you're you're literally nowhere. Okay. Um and I was just off the shoreline of the lake. I grew up hiking and camping wherever I could get to, so I was used to the noises and calls of the animals that w- they make in the woods at night. Sometime after I fell asleep, long enough for the small fire I had to die into embers, I woke up with this immediate awareness that I was not alone. I could hear, couldn't hear much over the bug noise of the summer, but then I heard voices off behind me. I slowly threw as much dirt and rocks onto what was left of the fire and waited. It sounded like someone whispering or talking low. I strained my ears, but the harder I listened, the more everything began to meld together. At one point, it sounded like they were to my left, then minutes later, directly to my right. And once it sounded like the voices were tuning in and out like a radio, kind of quiet, and then suddenly louder. I laid there motionless for hours, I fell asleep for a few hours after the sun was starting to come up, and when I woke up again, I packed up and crept back out of those woods. Just did not feel right, and I haven't felt it since, thankfully. She got real lucky there. Yeah, people in the comments were, like, talking about how... Um, some people have like an ear thing where they, that's why you need the white noise to break that up. And then I've heard other, and then other people were jumping on it going like, I only hear voices when there is white noise stuff. 
and then like talking about how apparently ceiling fans can pick up radio frequencies. Um, which I don't know anything about that, but I was like, but he was in the middle of the woods, so I don't, I don't really know. But either way, I don't like it. Don't you have an ear thing? Because I know I have an ear thing. What do you mean an ear thing? Like, uh, I hear voices a lot, or my ear just starts ringing and it gets louder in certain directions. Well, I think that's because our family is sensitive or something but like this is more of like when they fall asleep you're it's kind of like i think tinnitus where it's like a sort of ringing but it sounds like whispers or talking Uh, and so when you have a white noise it breaks that up so so it's like it's a different ear thing Uh okay i got you i got you it's your turn Okay, let's do this, I guess. Okay, so my story is, uh, I mean, I found it on r slash no sleep, because where else are you supposed to find scary stories? By a Aristotle? I mean, I typed in camping horror story. (laughs) I typed in scary camp stories, and then just like went through all ones that made sense and then I ended up on our slash no sleep. Of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. Okay. Um this one is called It Sounds Like a Baby Crying. You're gonna love this one. Yeah, you texted me this and I was like, it could be a bobcat, but I'm still not going to enjoy this. Um, okay. Last month I started my first solo hike in the Appalachian Trail. No. Mm-hmm. Like, it's already bad. Like, I, I did see some people who were, like, had stories in the Appalachian Trail or the Appalachian Forest. And I don't know why in 2021 we still have people going solo hiking and solo camping. Like, yeah, I feel like we could know better than that. But... You, 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 like, I understand, like, peace and quiet and whatever, but, like, the danger of various things... Take a buddy. Yeah. Take a buddy. Right, just one person. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, so, in the Appalachian Trail, growing up, I'd hiked a lot with my dad, but it was never more than half a day before we broke off into some activity or went home. Uh, for the last few years, the idea of a longer hike, of spending days or weeks or even months largely alone as I passed through the wilderness of the world sounded both magical and a little scary. Yeah. I'm no great athlete or outdoorsman, but I'm in decent shape and spent the last few months building up my stamina, reading up on skills and knowledge I'd need on the trail, and researching what equipment I'd need to carry. The two things I found I repeated the most was travel light and plan ahead. I mean, that makes sense. I think if you're also... I think if you're also going to camp by yourself, you need to go into this as, like, I will only bring things that if I have to leave it all behind, I will be okay. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, even if it's a bear situation, you need to be ready to, like, abandon everything there and just take off. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, so by January, I had everything in place. I had permits and the gear, and my mother was going to send resupply boxes by general delivery to several post offices along the way. If I kept the schedule, I should arrive about a week after the packages, and anything I didn't need then, I would send ahead in a bounce box to somewhere further down the line. The other key in my mind, aside from planning and prep work, was being realistic. I wasn't trying to do the entire 2,200 miles. My plan was to start at Springer Mountain in Georgia and go as far as the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. Uh, country roads. Anyways, uh, if I found out I was in over my head or got tired of it, I could always just stop early. Good. I just, yeah, smart. You have a plan. Yeah, and I feel like so many people are like, I have it to finish it. And it's like, you really don't. No one is making you (laughs) do it. No one's making you do this. You can just stop early. Um, You could even say, JK, not not going at all. And that would be great. 
I mean, that'd be great for you, but I could do maybe one day. Not by myself, though. Uh, Not okay. even with just a dog. Like, if it was just me and Ollie, I'm still scared. And <laughs> we're both like, no. No, no. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ollie might be more scared than you. Well, and Ollie is like, <sighs> whoever had Ollie before we did, like, trained him to only go to the bathroom on a walk. And so, like, that's why when we went to Sequoia, like, we still had to take him out, like, in the pitch black because, like, I can't just be like, sir, excuse me, don't kick the microphone. <laughs> um, I can't just, like, open the door and be like, okay, go. And he would, like, do everything because he just, he wouldn't do that. So it, he's not, like, he loves the wood, like, the outdoors, but he's not the best dog for, like, out overnight stuff. Yeah, definitely not. He's getting old and gets tired easily and all that. Yeah. Okay, so I just after 500 miles, I figured it would take me a little less than two months if I did the full section hike to Virginia, which would line up well with my new job starting at the end of May. Uh, but it wasn't just my work schedule that had fallen into place. Everything seemed like it was working out for me to do the hike, almost like the universe was pushing me forwards towards it. Okay. So one day in early March, I put on my pack, locked my car, and headed out. The first day was great. The weather was cool, the scenery was beautiful, and I was full of excitement of doing something different and exploring a part of the world that was easily forgotten in day-to-day city life. I'd only made eight miles that first day, but I was more concerned about how I would do making my camp. I practiced with everything, of course, but I knew that there was a difference between watching a video or trying out equipment in your backyard and using it when you were tired and really needed it to work. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, go figure. Um, still, I got my tent up and a fire going, and the two packs of rum that I woke down tasted pretty awesome at the time. Uh, it also because you were hungry. Little... Also, it's rum. Yes, good hiking food. Ten out of ten. Uh, It also made me sleepy, and it wasn't long before I was crawling into my bag and falling into a deep sleep. I woke up the next day cold and stiff, and it wasn't until the afternoon that I started to feel normal again. My beginner's energy and enthusiasm was gone, but so were some of my nerves. Uh, I've been idle for over 24 hours without any real problems. I could do it for maybe 48 more times, I'd be done. Uh, Ew. That... I couldn't do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. If I woke up after the first day and was like, man, this isn't as fun as I thought, but I'll only do it 49 more times. It's like, no, that's a long time. Like, that's like watching the first 10 minutes of a movie and being like, this is horrible, but it's only going to be another two hours. It's like, just turn it off. Like, you can stop. You don't owe it to the movie or the book, if it's that mm-hmm. situation, to finish it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we've already established that they don't feel the need to finish this either. Yeah, so, like, you did one day. Great. You survived. Awesome. Go home. <laughs> Go home. Yeah. Uh, that probably sounds silly, and I guess in some ways it was, but over the next two weeks, I quickly fell into the soothing routine of the hike and the welcome rest after setting up camp. The nights could sometimes be a bit spooky between the pitch black night and the odd sounds that would sometimes echo out of the dark, but I never really felt scared or like I wasn't safe to go to sleep. Every day I woke up feeling a bit more excited for the day ahead. I like to think as like in Minecraft where you're like, you can't sleep, there are enemies around you. Yeah. That would be convenient in any day life. That would be amazing. I mean, it would be frustrating if it was like, you can't get in your car because you can't fast travel when enemies are around. And it was like, no, let me get in the car. I need to. The dragon hasn't even seen me yet. Can I leave? Exactly. So a little inconvenient, but you know. We can we can work out the kinks of that. Yeah. Uh, okay. That is when a storm came in. Oh no. I I had rain gear and it definitely helped keep my packing clothes somewhat dry, but it did less to keep the wet from coating my face and running down my neck. Yeah. The second hour of downpour, I could feel the first warning squishes in my shoes. They were waterproof, but some of the moisture was still getting into the top. 
By the fourth hour, my feet were starting to feel numb, and I knew I needed to find a place to rest and get dry for the day. The problem wasn't just the rain, however, but the wind that came with it. My tent had been well-reviewed and seemed to be holding up fine, but I never tried to put it up in a storm. I wasn't sure if I could get it up easily with the weather like it was, and I definitely wasn't positive of how stable or dry it would be unless things died down. Still, I didn't want to push my feet too far without drying them out, so I started looking for blue blazers along the path that might indicate a good camp spot. That's when I saw the wooden sign saying that there was an AT shelter ahead, a couple hundred yards up, and I saw the blue blaze marker and another sign with an arrow pointing to a side trail half a mile up that I found the shelter. It wasn't anything fancy, three wood stalls with a roof, a blue tarp, and that someone had hung over the outer edge to act as a fourth wall to keep some of the rain out. I felt my stomach drop a little at that, and I'd seen and chatted with a few people along the trail so far, but this was the first time I tried to use a shelter or face the prospect of hanging out or even sleeping near a stranger. Reaching down to my pocket, I patted the pocket knife there, though I still didn't know much how to use it. Uh, it would really be if some uh, maniac hiker decided to jump me. Still, it's familiar shape and... Yeah, still its familiar shape comforted me, and I forced a smile as I pushed back the tarp and found no one. There was no sign of a person or their stuff, or even wet spots, like someone had recently left to go back into the rain. Mm -hmm. I looked at the tarp closer. It didn't look sun-bleached or worn, and I didn't know why someone would leave it behind if it had been put up by a passing hiker. But either way, I was grateful for the shelter and solitude, and I spent the next few minutes carefully setting my wet stuff to dry and checking my feet. They were sore, but sometime out of my shoes and socks would probably be all I needed. Rooting around in my pack, I found a bar to eat if the raisin lasted, uh, if the raisin lasted, we're, we're doing it. Yep. The raisin? If the raisin lasted. Yep. Uh, if the rain lasted, I wouldn't try for a fire, but I had enough water to last until morning, and I could make do with dry food. Uh, I'd have liked to make it further, but it was growing dark, and my eyes were already growing heavy. I just sat listening to the heavy patter of rain against the tarp, and before long, I was asleep. Okay, this is a long story. All right. Okay. Uh, hey there. Are you awake? I blinked momentarily confused as to where I was or what was going on. As I came back to myself, I realized I could still hear the rain pouring down and hear the occasional snapping rustle of the blue tarp of the shelter. Everything was dark, though. Everything that was except for the face floating above me in the darkness, partially illuminated by the glow of a small lantern. Not trying to horn in or nothing, just looking to get out of the rain. You cool, Sharon? I stared at the man, unsure of how to respond. On the one hand, I didn't want to be rude or leave someone out in the rain. On the other, I didn't know the small bearded man from anywhere, and I dreaded having to constantly be on my guard for the next 10 to 12 hours. He seemed to sense my uncertainty and offered me a smile. I promise, I'm just a nice guy, I just don't want to be out in the dark is all. No, no, no. I'm sorry, anyone who has to tell me that they're a nice guy <laughs> is just probably not. Like, you know, like, that whole saying of, um... You know, you, you people, when you're not safe, people are always like, you're safe. It's okay. You know, mm -hmm. that's like, no, no, I'm like, not. You have to establish that. Unless someone's having a panic attack. Because I've done that for Josh before when he's been, like, really, like, messed up. And I'm like, you're okay. You're okay. You're safe. You're okay. Mm -hmm. But, like, I wouldn't walk up to somebody at a bus stop and be like, hey, I'm a nice guy. Can you talk You're to safe. me? You're okay. Um, they're going to think like, I'm going to, like, pull out a gun and shoot them or something. Or I'm a secret, yeah, I would I'm a, I'm so a secret vampire noise. trying to suck your blood. I don't know. <laughs> so. Anyways. Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah, sure. Come on in. There's plenty of room. And there was. We could have easily fit eight or ten people in the space if we sat close, and as it was, he was able to settle in far enough away, and we still had to raise our voices to be heard over the pounding rain. He chatted as he got out some supplies and introduced himself as Tony, even offering to let me use his little camp stove to heat up one of my meals. It was strange. He was friendly. He seemed fairly easygoing on the surface, but there was also a skittish tension to him that he couldn't quite hide. 
At first, I wondered if he was just awkward or nervous around strangers like I was. I was content to leave him alone. Or a serial killer. Exactly. Uh, But then he started talking again. His voice was hoarse and red and reedy against the steady drumming of the storm. Is this your first time doing the trail? I laughed awkwardly. Is it that obvious? Nah, or, I mean, I guess it is, but not in a bad way. I've done it off and on for years, and you can always tell people that are new. They've got that glow about them, like they just found a special secret. No. Which, I mean, I guess they have. I nodded. Yeah, it's a little intimidating at times, but I'm really enjoying it. Proud of myself for doing it. I gestured at Tony. What about you? You must still love it if you've been doing it for that long. He chuckled, his eyes darting on the tarp as a branch cracked off in the distance. Yeah, I sure do. This is my third through hike. First one southbound. I started up in May in the coldest part of the damn year. Told myself that I was up to the challenge. Tony puffed out of breath and shook his head. It was stupid. Should have waited and started now instead. Things probably would have gone better. Well, I mean, you look like you're doing okay. If you're headed to Springer, you'll probably make it in a few days. Yeah, maybe. Listen, this is going to sound stupid, but have you heard anything funny at night? Like, the last few nights, I mean? I mean, I hear weird stuff every night. Uh, the trees cracked, making some other noises. I don't know what it is, uh, so you're going to have to be a bit more specific. Rubbing the backs of his knees, he smiled slightly and nodded. Sure, yeah, um, it sounds like a baby crying. Feeling a twinge of unease, I forced another smile. This sounds like a campfire tale, man. And I don't think that counts as a campfire. Uh, looking back at him, the smile died on my lips. He was staring at me, his face ghostly, uh, the twin glow of our small lanterns, floating up in the darkness with an expression that looked both serious and strange. No, it's I'm, no I'm strange, Carson. It's real. I heard it. I heard it just two nights ago. I guess this guy's name is Carson, uh, which was not established. I thought you I said person. <laughs> You're like, I heard it, person. No, Carson. Okay. Yes, you heard it, Carson. Uh, with an effort, I kept looking into his bleak gaze. Okay, Tony, well, it seems like you've got more to say, so tell me what happened. Uh, I've been hiking for over 30 years, not just the trail, but all over. And in my 20s, I worked as a guide at Westport University. My point is, I've seen and heard plenty of odd things over my time, and I've heard plenty of campfire stories. I've never believed any of that crap. Of course, the only thing scary about nature is not understanding it. There's never been something I experienced that I couldn't figure out a reasonable explanation for, and the trails are just that. Um, I've even heard things at night that sound like babies before. Bobcats, some barn owls do, so do porcupines, if you believe it. Uh, but if you know what to listen for, you can tell the difference, and that difference is that what I was listening for, I heard a crying two nights ago. I was still walking after dark. Not a good idea for someone inexperienced, but I was familiar with the area and knew where a good campsite was just a few further miles on. Um, the little camp stove is heavy, and a lot of people would say it's a working mistake to bring one, but it does mean that when I get where I'm going, I don't have to mess with the fire if I don't want. Lots of, nice, if the, lots of nights, if the weather is nice, I don't even unpack my tent. I just walk in the moonlight until I get tired, sit down, heat up some grub, and go to bed under the stars. Um, okay. It was, that's what I was thinking about while I was walking that spot ahead on the edge of a creek. It wound down to a waterfall close enough that it could see me to sleep. And then the crying started. <clears throat> A bobcat, maybe? No, it was too controlled for that and clear for that. An owl? It sounded too warm. I was only curious at first, but then it started again. I felt a panic starting to build in the back of my brain. It was a baby, a real live human baby out in these woods and left to cry. Maybe the parents were hurt or they'd abandoned it, but it was in danger and in pain and it needed my help. No, this is a Wendigo. Oh, I'm sorry, a Winnebago. (laughs) This is, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I left the trail. Pushing through the woods, I had to stop myself from running. I needed to hurry, but I wouldn't be able to help if I twisted my ankle or broke my leg. And there was no guarantees of a phone signal out that far either, so I paced myself, picking my way between trees and bushes, going down one hill and up another. The child was still crying, and I could tell it was getting closer and closer until it was there. It was a field of bare winter trees that should have had leaves by now, but somehow didn't. No. I, I wondered for a moment if they were dead, but then a wind pickup swaying limber branches before cutting through me. 
The baby's cry was all around me now, carried up on the wind like a handful of bloody leaves, warning danger or worse. Yeah, why? Um, no, no, no. Like, I'm. <laughs> how have you hiked this trail three times and, like, not learned about things that could be out there and, like, to ignore? Like, people, people live in this forest and they all talk about like if you hear anything no you didn't <laughs> yeah just no also he said that he's heard the campfire stories before so so like i'm sorry but like it's night i i don't i'm i'm not going to that baby i'm so sorry if there's ever actually a baby out there but like i i'm not i'm not doing it yeah, it's not worth uh, risking yourself to be eaten by a demon. Anyways, uh, I looked up into the nearest tree, and staring back at me were a pair of wide and glowing yellow eyes. Yeah. My first thought was that I'd been wrong. It had been a bobcat after all. But no, the eyes were all wrong. Too big and far apart. The eyes began to move in the dark, heading towards the trunk of the tree, and then downwards towards oh. the ground. <laughs> Uh, and that when I shined my light on it, that's what started me screaming. It, in some ways, looked like a child. Not a baby, but a child of maybe 12 or so in size and length of limb. But its skin was scaly and rough, like that of a lizard. Um, I saw that skin shift as though it was mimicking whatever was close by. Its fingers and toes were long and spindly, ending in flat pads with hook claws twisting out of them like a punishment. Uh, and its head was just darkness and the damn yellow eyes that doesn't even sound like like a winnebago that i would recognize what the fuck is it i don't know but it's not over yet uh you need to understand what i'm saying not that i could see its head well i could see it just fine it began to crawl towards me i'm telling you that it had no damn head at all just glowing eyes and that yawning darkness that would let out a terrible wail that had drawn me in even terrified watching it dig up the earth as it came closer i found it hard to resist that cry i don't know that i could have it all if it hadn't gotten so caught up staring into that wailing black hole it called the face because I could see something in there after all. Teeth. So many goddamn teeth. Um, lovely. Ugh. That broke the spell, I guess, because I managed to run. Even panicked, I knew which way the trail was, and it didn't take long for me to make my way back to it. I turned onto it and kept moving fast, trying to keep my footing while pulling out my phone to call for help. But like I said, no signal. Um, looking back, I saw no sign of the thing following me. And if there were sounds of it coming out of the woods beside me, they were masked by my breathing as I tried to make distance without taking a fall. You know what? Um, yeah. I would be so pissed if I was Carson right now. <laughs> because I would be like, you're... Are you stupid? Like, not only did you go to it like an idiot and then survive... You, like, you know it's following you, right? Like, and you brought it here to, you brought it to me? I get the, no. Are you fucking serious right now? And I'm not even going to be able to hear it because it's raining. I would be so mad. Yep. Okay. Um... I wound up walking through the night and I never saw the thing again. But early the next afternoon, I was dead on my feet and stopped to sleep before I collapsed. I remember thinking half out of it with exhaustion that I'd probably dreamed the whole thing. No. Maybe I was getting sick or I needed to slow down for a few days. Those half-formed ideas were still in my head when I woke up hours after sunset. My sleeping bag had been unzipped and something was touching me. I could feel it on my legs. I shifted my head slightly to look down towards my leg, and the glow from its eyes highlighted my legs. I could see a bright purple tongue reaching out of the darkness behind that light, and I almost thought I could see the outline of a head this, this time. Something twisted and strange shifting, but I can't say for sure. To be honest, I was more concerned with what it was doing. It was licking me. It was licking me just behind the knee. I screamed and rolled away, sure that it was going to be me to be on me in a second, but it wasn't. When I got to my feet, it was gone again. 
but I haven't seen it since. I would like to say it's all in my imagination, but I don't think I'm crazy. I've never been the imaginative sort. Besides, I can feel where it licked me. It doesn't look any different, but I can still feel it. Like it marked me somehow. Like a Komodo dragon. Yeah, like, like a Komodo dragon. They, Because Komodo dragons, they like bite. Because, and they have uh, poison that like slowly weakens and kills and like impairs the prey. And then they just follow it until it's like too weak to do anything. Oh, <laughs> I, I hate this forest. <laughs> yep, I felt like this was a good way to continue the story of last time. Okay, great. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, there was a crash of thunder, and Tony jumped a little before looking across back towards me. I know how Alyssa sounds. You think I'm pulling your leg, or that I really am crazy. I'm not, but you don't have any reason to believe me. Why did you tell me all of this? To warn you, because I don't know how far it will travel to get me. Because I don't think it's over. I think he's still hunting me. Oh, for sure. For sure he is. And I am mad at you, Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shook my head. Okay, well, yeah, that's quite a story, and I'm gonna be honest. I do think you may be messed up somehow. Not trying to be an asshole, just honest. I get that, but please just let me stay in here. I'm scared to go out there. I'll be gone at first light, I swear. Dude, if you're that scared, why didn't you just leave today or even before that? Shit, I'd have gone after that first night saying that thing come down the tree. Yeah. Uh, the look on my face stopped the breath in my chest. I've wondered the same thing, tried to tell myself it was just my imagination at first. And after last night, I kept telling myself I just needed to wait until I reached a town. But maybe there was no cell service out here. The thing is, I haven't actually checked my phone for two days. Not since I made it back to the trail two nights ago. I don't think it'll let me leave now. Which is lovely. Uh, puffing out a slow breath... I touched the knife in my pocket. Uh, okay, I don't know what to think, but I can tell you're really freaked out. Uh, just stay on your side and we'll be cool. Okay? Uh, no, you guys need to you. take shifts or both of you stay awake because I honestly don't want to be the one person awake that when this thing comes for him. Yeah, for real. Okay. Uh, and I definitely don't want to be the one that's sleeping when this thing comes. Oh, definitely not. Especially not to, like, wake up and having it drag this guy away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you. Oh, thanks, man. So much. I won't bother you anymore. Just thanks. Not sure what to say. I just nodded and sat back against the wall. I knew there was no way I was going to be able to sleep with just him there, and I wasn't sure that would go, that would do well to my overall plan. Uh, when I woke up, Tony was just gone. My lantern was uh, growing dim, but the light of gray early morning light, um, I pushed through the tarp enough that I could see the man's pack and bedroll, but no sign of the man. Uh, I felt a moment of panic and checked my own stuff, but everything was there. Looking around the edge of the tarp, I saw no trace of him anywhere, and just about as I was going to pull my head back in when I saw the marks in the mud. There were a set of footprints leading away from Tony's side of the shelter. The rain must have stopped around the time he went outside because I could see the steps, uh, the outlines of his steps clearly. They headed towards the edge of the clearing before abruptly being obliterated by a slashing a smear of mud that trailed off into the woods. I wanted to go further to look for him and to make sure no. he was all right. No, he's gone. He's gone. He's uh, dead. You don't see anything. Get out. Go home. Right? Okay. When I dug out my phone, I got a signal right away. Two hours later, I had a ride back to the nearest town, and that afternoon, I was on a bus back home. Yay! I told my family and friends <laughs> I'd gotten a stomach bug or food poisoning from something and had to give up on it. Yay! But I'd find some other way. What was that? Yay! <laughs> right, someone smart who left like he should have. Um, okay. Uh... That I'd find some other way to pay tribute to Dad's memory. I never told any of them about the man I met and what he had seen in the dark. Even up to last night, I wasn't sure if I believed or if I'd had to convince myself that Tony had just been high on shrooms and wandered you're... off into the woods. Just leave it off. Oh yeah, but you're just a, uh, you're about to hear a baby crying, right? Hear a baby. You're there. He's about to hear a baby crying, right? 
moving on, uh, I've moved into my new apartment, and while the rent is high and the walls are thin, I don't mind. Feeling the heartbeat of humanity around me is more comforting, and not just because it makes me feel less lonely, it also makes me feel more safe. True. Facts. Still, it's not fun. It's irritations. When I woke up in the middle of the night to the neighbor's kid crying again, I had to convince myself to go and get a drink of water to cool down instead of going over and beating on their door. Trying not to wake up too much, um, I swung my feet onto the floor and started to stand, even as I wondered why I could see my feet and ankles so well. Where was that yellow light coming from? Mm. The world pitched forward as something spongy and rough grabbed my calves and yanked backwards, sending me sprawling onto the floor. I only had a moment of fearful thought before I felt myself being pulled under the bed, and all rational ideas were gone. I was just clawing at the floor and screaming, trying to kick the thing that was under the bed and pulling me in. Whatever it was, it was too strong. It rolled me back to my stomach as though I was a child before settling its weight into the small of my back. There was a moment of stillness of contemplation, and then it tore open the left leg of my sweatpants right behind the knee. Um, it started licking me behind my knee, and... A moment later, the weight on my back was gone. I heard my living room window shatter as something leapt out into the night. I'd like to tell myself this was a dream, too, but I had to clean up the broken glass and change my ruined clothes. I had to look into the mirror and see the terror staring back at me. I know it's not over. I've been marked, and I can feel it on me. Like dirt I wish I could wash off. Um, because I don't just know how it left the apartment that night i know how it got into when i went to the living room to make sure it was gone and found the broken window i noticed my front door was standing wide open i don't remember it clearly but i think maybe i got up earlier in my sleep and opened it as though i might uh, investigate a strange noise outside or let an old friend that i'd made in the heart of the woods oh that was a lot, but it's done. Yay, that was fun. <sighs> I mean, I I'm I want it like obviously, it it has like an air of like those I'm gonna go look for Slenderman YouTube videos of the old days because of the whole the way it le left off and then it opens the door for it to be like my. My brother went missing after the Appalachian Trail or whatever. But, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't like any of it. Yep. Yep. It's bad. Yep. Bad. Okay, bad. I think I've got time for one of mine. We'll see, because there's a lot to edit out with, like, Ollie and stuff. Okay, so this one comes from Definitely Not Aliens. Cool. Yeah. Definitely Not Aliens. I trust that. Mm -hmm. I was camping at a lake, took an afternoon hike around the area with my nephew. I go off trail quite often and did so towards the lake. I came across a crevice in the rocks and went into the area by taking off my backpack and squeezing through. The area was ringed entirely with boulders, and the crevice was the only way in. There were rocks. Yeah, I was like, no, we don't need to go in there. What if you can't get out? Um, the area was ringed entirely. Oh, I said that. Okay. The rocks slash logs arranged around the fire pit in the middle. There was a structure, a primitive outhouse. And this had to have been built in a place and hand-carried in piece by piece. Inside yeah, the outhouse was a bucket with a child's cartoony potty on top, like you would use for potty training. Sticks were hung all over, tied into figures a la the Blair Witch. Nope. Stones were packed in little piles. The area was a good 20 yards off the trail. It had been an overwhelming sense of dread. My nephew, who I believe was 13 at the time, was also weirdly terrified and felt uneasy. We left immediately and heard voices. The remote area, there had been no other people around. Instead of heading back towards the voices and the trail, we cut back towards the lake and decided to head back to camp along the lake instead of the trail. 
As soon as we did, what? we heard because the I think the voices were on the trail, so they were like, "We can't go that way." Oh, okay. Um, as soon as we stepped off towards the lake, we heard footsteps through the bush and spooked and ran to the lake's edge. There were more stacked stones and stick people, so we bolted again. Eventually, we decided we'd scared ourselves and laughed. When we came across a large rock outcropping, we cut back to the forest. As soon as we get about five feet into the forest, the unsettling feeling returns. By now, we're very far off the trail, and there were no people on the shore. Very distinctly, I hear a small child laughing in the woods. That's so much worse than crying. Yeah. My nephew, who's not easily scared, grabbed my arm and started to run. I hear more voices as we sprint to the shore. As soon as we hit the lake edge and clear the forest, the hairs on the back of my neck went down and it instantly felt warmer. We didn't go back into the woods and kept hearing footsteps following us. When we got near camp, we were both sweating and terrified and sprinted the last few hundred feet because we had to go through the forest. There was nobody around. We both heard it. We refused to go back to the area to prove there were sticks bound together or the hidden clearing with the rocks and the figures in the woods. The rest of the people we were with laughed, but we were but we heard the laughter and the footsteps and never saw anyone. I don't I believe to bite you in the ass. I don't believe in anything paranormal, but someone or something followed us through the woods that day, and I never saw another soul the whole way back or while on that trail. When my sister suggested that campground again, we refused. Mm hmm Yeah, no, we don't like that. No. I know you don't like the Blair Witch stuff, so I was like, that's a I good one. I hate it. I hate the Blair Witch stuff. It's never good. Yeah, and like that's gonna come back to haunt them because of that. I know, like I've heard of some stories where like kids purposefully make this shit in the woods to scare people, but I don't know. The child pot, like the potty, is what like really gets me because it's like I don't know who would go through all of that and then be like, but we need the child potty for our child. Who laughs in the woods. Yeah, also the child laughter. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. Um, I think I might have time to read my last little ones. Go for it. Okay, so this is like an original post and then a comment underneath it that go together. Mm -hmm. So the first one comes from Oink Little Pig, which is cute. <laughs> Um, I went camping with my husband in the Pacific Northwest. We didn't really have an itinerary, so we were just cruising around looking for a campsite. We came across one in the middle of nowhere. It was pretty small, situated besides a river with massive odd growth trees, or old grown trees. Beautiful, sounds mm -hmm. beautiful, right? But as soon yeah. as we pulled into it, the hair stood up on my arms. I just had a very bad feeling about the place. I looked over at my husband, who's the most level-headed, down-to-earth, no-nonsense person that I know, and he is white as a ghost. I said, yeah. let's get out of here. And he's like, yeah. Uh, and we hightail it out of there as fast as possible. A few days later, they found someone swinging from the tree in the campground. He had apparently committed suicide, but I just can't help but think that something bad or some bad energy was in that place, and that poor guy ran into it at the wrong time. That sucks. Yeah. So then this is the comment under it, which comes from Masked Potato. <laughs> some, of these, some of these are great, yeah. Um, I have an almost identical story. I was 16 or so, and my boyfriend at the time was an avid hiker, hunter, and all-around outdoorsman. I was also into these things and loved camping. We decided to drive up to a spot that picked up the Appalachian Trail, an area we'd been hiking for years, and camp for the night. The sun was starting to set, and we were settled in and snuggled by the campfire. All of a sudden, 
this sense of darkness, dread, and fear washed over me, and I was completely anxious when just minutes before everything had been peaceful. I was genuinely scared and had no idea why. I was laying there trying to ignore the feeling when all of a sudden my boyfriend goes, So are you feeling super freaked out right now, or is it just me? And she's like, No, yeah, I am. Uh, she's like, I hate this. Right, let's let's get the fuck out of here. So they packed everything as fast as they could and rushed the fuck out of those woods. They like their only goal being to de- to reach the car before the last bit of light disappeared. Smart, smart, respect. I remember jogging down the trail through the woods, staring up at the twilight sky, peeking through the branches, hoping we'd make it while not hearing a single sound throughout the woods. No birds, no insects, just us. Everything also felt extremely heavy. Um, We got to the car just as it fell dark, scrambled in, and drove out of there as fast as we could. The next day I was home watching the evening news when they broke that a missing college student's body had been found in the woods near the section of the Appalachian Trail. Authorities suspected foul play and had been searching for him for about a week or so. They confirmed that he had been murdered and his body dumped there by his suspected classmates. My stomach dropped my stomach dropped and my blood ran cold because they showed footage of where he was found, which was right next to where we had set up camp the night before. My boyfriend also saw the story and called me to see if I'd seen it. Needless to say, we were both totally freaked out. I have no idea what that feeling was in the woods, but the most unsettling part for me was that my boyfriend felt it too at the exact same moment as me. Even though I didn't say anything and my head was laying on his chest so he couldn't see my face or expression. Super weird. This is why you trust your instincts, because they're fucking right most of the time. Yeah, I saw, like, a comment on it that was, like, a certain type of fish, if you pour, like, that same fish blood, like, of other fishes into the water, they'll panic because they can sense it. And so there's, like, a wondering of, like, if humans... Can no, not that. I mean, I guess maybe, but it's just the sense of like, can we subconsciously smell or sense human blood and corpses, and that's why we freak out? Maybe that would make sense. I don't like to think about that, but you know, hypothetically. So, for anyone asking why me and Ella don't go camping, this episode should be enough evidence for you. Yeah, we're okay. We're good, yeah. Totally, totally okay. We can Uh, handle, like, a cabin in the woods, because at least that's, like, a house, and it's secured, and there's light. I'm still scared in a cabin in the woods, like... (laughs) Well, because there was other people around us at Sequoia, but yeah. But why? There was not them. No, but why did they build a cabin and then not put curtains on the windows? Okay, that's true. I don't understand that mentality. Like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Turn, no. Because I, I just am like, I was like, I'm going to look at this window and there's going to be something there. Or I'm not going to see anything, but something with superior vision can see me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. No. Nope. It's all bad. So yeah, be safe out there if you're camping. Stay out of the Appalachian forest. Um, and always bring a buddy. Yep, and uh, trust trust your trust your gut. Yeah, and your dog. If you bring a dog, which you should, which you should bring a dog. Trust your dog. Yep. Exactly. All right. Smart, smart logic. Bring a dog. Yeah. Should we tell them the things? Alrighty, let's tell them the things. You can find us on Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Follow us, like us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you guys. Yeah. 
And I have been posting. I still did not post the old things, but oh well. Um, and then if you want to send us stories, feedback, or whatever, the email is nopeimscaredpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're on a place that you can rate, review, subscribe, or send whatever, do it because it'll help us out. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to, I'm trying to figure out if I want to monetize the show because your girl needs money. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll see. So if you end up getting ads on our episodes, that's why. So sorry. Because uh, we're broke and we need help. And it takes a lot of time and mo- and like effort and even money to put this all together. So yeah. And if everyone could go check out real life ghost stories just to add some extra support um we would we would appreciate that and thank you for it they are amazing and deserve everything yeah um but thank you guys for listening and we we hope that you come back for another terrifying tuesday a terrifying tuesday all right Thanks, guys. Bye. Say bye. I did say bye. I didn't say bye. Bye. Bye.